Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Iris Sylvester from London, and you're listening to Dane Baptiste Questions Everything. My question is, is how many red flags is too many red flags? Okay, here comes the show. And remember, question everything. Hello everyone and welcome to Dane Baptiste Questions Everything, a podcast where myself, comedian, writer and occasional actor Dane Baptiste, my producer friend Howard Cohen, aka The Hizzer. Hello! And a mix of very special guests pose the questions that need to be asked and we are talking everything from... Well, we are talking everything from Ira from London's question, how many red flags are too many? Dane... How many red flags are too many, mate? Um, I would like to say, it, theoretically, one red flag is too many. But uh, I'd say in practice, most of those flags will change in their hue depending on uh, how what people perceive as red flags. It's all very subjective at the end of the day. Um, I think I'd like to quote Chris Rock when he says, those flaws are always there, but you fucked so you forgave. Mm. So I would definitely say... Uh, Probably one red flag is too many, but what you tend to find is that people will compromise based on what they are deriving. Yeah, and how many yellow flags turn into a red flag? We probably haven't got time for that one, Who Ira. Uh, uh, <laughs> but thanks for your question, Ira. And suffice to say, on this podcast, we ask and answer all the questions, don't we, Dave? Absolutely, no question is too big, too small, and no question will produce too many red flags on this show. So if you do like the show, please rate and review it on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Spotify, and you'll never miss an episode. Or you can subscribe to us on Acast, the world's biggest podcast network, to hear all of our very special questions being asked and answered by our very special guests with that being said on today's show is a presenter a tv presenter and dj who has played some of the biggest and best clubs across the globe he's also an ambassador for the princess trust where he taught king charles and queen's consort camilla how to scratch single ladies on the diggity decks he is also a great friend and a long supporter of this podcast and my body of work to date please welcome to the show mr aj king good afternoon good day Wherever you guys are listening, watching, hi, Dane Howard. Thanks for having me. So professional, very, very <laughs> professional. Radio yeah. Shut up. Very this, is this is it across, across all the radios, across <laughs> all <laughs> the radios. AJ, how are you, bro? I'm all right, man. I'm all right. I'm here. I'm alive. I'm sane. I'm yeah, feeling good. These are the yeah, things, man. man. These uh, seems to be that you're, you're very minimalist in terms of what your uh, control level is, as long as your sound mind and body oh, dude, are pretty man. good to go. Most definitely. And I think as one progresses in age, you realise it is the simple hallmarks of life that are the most important. I agree. I um, used to really be particular about the hotels I was given for accommodation when I would travel. Yeah. And I've gone from all the way from basically someone's sofa all the way to like the moving pick in Dubai. Yes, I And through all of that, I've gotten to the point where I'm like, as long as the bed's comfy and I have uh, good water pressure for the toilet and the shower and some dry towels, that's all you need, really. Exactly. Because yeah. how much time are you spending there, really? And a five or six star hotel... If you go on your balcony and everything else is rubbish, would it really make any sense either? So you still want it to be scenic. Listen, from when you're saying six stars, I know that you and I operate in a different sphere. <laughs> <of life. laughs> I've all heard of the Burj Khalifa. You know it's six <laughs> yeah, stars. Yeah. I know it's seen it myself. I've but seen it on a postcard. You yeah. know, what I was going to say before we get going on the on the rest of the show is that your what you're wearing, AJ, yeah, would give me. I don't know how you can cope because it's so crisp 
and clean. The world's just not designed to keep it that way. How are you coping with with keeping that clean? Listen, listen, this is a treacherous situation that I'm in right now. Um, I thought I'm coming to see Dane. I need to look crisp and clean. So I'm glad that that aspect of things is landed. Mission accomplished. Yeah, standard. But (laughs) yeah, I'm going to be have spilled something on it. Mm. Brush against the wall on the tube. I'm going to get a handprint or whatever. So let's just bask in. I'm not going to be touching you basically I please don't you, yeah please don't i wouldn't mind but generally on this podcast i don't no touching yeah, yeah I okay know. okay how is he with a lot of stains in his family right now yeah. oh right yeah so you it's know not easy. There's, okay. there's probably stuff on there there might be a, a an article of food that he's not even aware is on his being or his person yeah, yeah. due to him having two children and so yeah. yeah he's just gonna be very careful aj before we begin yes uh, i was how many how many red flags are too many for you yo listen um I could answer that question from a point of colour blindness. Looks pretty green to me. Yeah. <laughs> this is a safe situation. Hey, this is great. This no is good comfortable. At, no good at traffic like this, go. No, Rasta. No. Not at all. Not at all. So as far like realistically, if I was to advise someone, one red flag is more than enough. And I think mm-hmm. intuitively we all as human entities know when something is going left or something is thoroughly effed. It's just via compassion, sentiment and maybe a little bit of recklessness on your part that you just allow the red flags to continue. Mm. Yeah. Agreed. Well said. Yes, it is. Well, it is probably time for a question, isn't it, Dane, as the format of this show dictates? Absolutely. AJ is our very esteemed guest. We'd like Mm -hmm. to invite you to ask the first question, which can be any question you'd like about any topic you like, uh, which we'd like to discuss for about 15 minutes or some change. Coolio. Howard would also like to pose a question to you to discuss for the same amount of time. Yes. And in keeping with tradition, I've been coming with a remix and ask you a question. We discuss for about 15 minutes collectively. Mm -hmm. And then we would love for you to tell our listeners where they can find out about all of your good works, past, present and future. Definitely. Most definitely. So my question, yeah, is... (laughs) My question is, yeah, as black practitioners in the media Mm -hmm. or just in life, do we need a black mafia? A black media mafia. <laughs> Do we need one? And I'd like to extend this. Please explain. I, let me explain. <laughs> Howard is just like, what the yeah. F? No, I'm no, no, no. Howard, that's guy. How I'm that, like, yeah. yo, okay. Howard, so, yeah, and the perceived so, relationship with the media is. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's I own this one. entire building. <laughs> I just don't talk about it. <laughs> and I've picked the smallest room in said building. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what the hell, Howard? It's because I've got cameras in the rest. Anyway, let's hear you see Why do we need a black. Media mafia. So, it's so great DJ name, by the way. Black anyway. media. Yeah, maybe after Quinn and all. Just a great media name in general. To do a production company again, it'd be Black Media Mafia. Yeah, BMM. Yeah, shit. Then, yeah. all right. So check this, right? So, you know, for a long time, um, we always see whether it's a black practitioner or footballer or whatever mislabeled misaccused in the press and so on and so so forth it's happened to you Dane yeah you know like you've been um, confused with another comedian (laughs) yeah you know and And, and many times (laughs) yeah 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 and it's been like put out there Mm. and for me I'm just like okay cool now like this is getting a little bit silly because in this age of Google where you can speak to your phone and or any computing receptacle mm. and literally acquire the information that you need to tweet real quick mm. how are the mistakes being made on such a massive scale mm. what's going on here is it just like a, a a fuckery that one has to deal with or are we allowed to swear by the way yeah, yeah. yeah. oh shoot <laughs> <laughs> um is it a fuckery or is it um is it is it just the lack of repercussion that these things are allowed to mm. to occur whatnot so i'm like 
if there was like a gang of Olivia Popes yeah. or Bro Olivia Popes yeah. to come in and just like wreck shit, mm. if said indiscretion was to occur, mm. would the same thing happen? Do you understand what I mean? Yeah, that's definitely. my that's my question because you know. The hardest critics are your family. And I'm sure when that happened to you, Dane, your sister or someone, your cousin was just like, he's ugly, bruv. That's you. <laughs> That's not even you, but they thought it was you. Do you understand yeah, what I'm saying? Absolutely. You've got an illustrious career. You've done X, Y, Z. Your bus case. And then they're just going to bring you back back, back yeah. down to ground. You're going to yeah. have to go home and get cussed by your sister or your cousin because... That's their understanding. And they'll be like, why didn't you give them the right pictures? Yeah, why would yeah, they... What the fuck? Yeah, they don't yeah. rate why, you. Why, why, do you, why don't you say something? And yeah. Exactly. So it's like, yeah, if there was the presence of like a black media mafia just to like lock off some lights in, in an office or something, to let people know like, look, this can't run. Mm. Do you think it would change? Or, or is it something we need? Well, mm. I feel like the short answer to that for me is yes. Whether they should be necessarily likened to the mafia. But I think um, maybe the uh, black equivalent of Ofcom wouldn't uh, wouldn't be that bad of an idea. Jollofcom. Yeah, Jollofcom would be amazing. <laughs> I'd definitely, yeah. I'd, I'd pay towards that, yeah, yeah. Shit. Everything you say in this show is trademarked by Dave. Especially <laughs> everything, by the way. Uh, he owns it. Yeah. Yeah. Just a, I'm a licensed... I'm, I'm, I'm a licensed it, though. Yeah, yeah. We'll, That's we'll let you have a... You can be on the board. Yes. Jollofcom. But yeah, exactly. I think a Jollofcom wouldn't go, uh, go, go miss. <laughs> and this is because of the fact that, like, the issue with uh, the depiction of uh, black creatives or... Uh, any black person black person of profile in the media is that for people who live in places where they don't have regular interactions with the diaspora yeah. this is what they use to form their perception of us and how we exist within the outside world so and that can be very problematic especially where like I see stories of people in Spain or in Japan where they're in blackface and almost in their almost they seem as if they're celebrating blackness mm. oh that, oh, that's the excuse they give or that's how they appear <laughs> yeah but it's kind of like surely in a world whereby we can see the surface of Mars you know that black skin is not a function of putting shoe polish on normal skin like at this point in time now even if you were doing blackface like if you are a blonde woman and you want to get blonde hair there's about 27, 26 different types of blonde you can get yeah? and if you want to get your face or your lips done like there's about a hundred different types of pink. You can go to Nars, you can go to Mac, you can go to any of these uh, makeup stores, and they clearly dominant culture understands color. Mm-hmm. So when every time it's black faced, everyone is just shoe polish. I'm like, you can buy a car with different types of black, and you even when it comes to black, you guys have understandings of blacks. Like, mm-hmm. but when it comes to black skin, mm-hmm. it's just uh, red lips and shoe polish. Yes, and I think the issue is that then that gets purported around the world so even when people are even trying to appear to be celebrating culture like you know there's a big hip hop scene in Japan or big mm-hmm. dance scene in Japan I've seen that super people go as far yes. to be like I'm Snoop Dogg it's like Snoop Dogg is not as black as shoe polish like you must know that yeah you can easily see that so for me like this this, I think that mafia it could definitely it would definitely serve to either have people that are make these people that make these gaffes accountable or you know maybe yeah when things get real tough send some heavies around to anyone who is going to be trying to represent or create depictions of uh, black culture and not do it justice mm-hmm. or serve to kind of undermine it, there, yeah, someone maybe could have a little word with them being yeah. like, if it's up to us, you can have a concert, ain't no one coming. Or you can record a sitcom, there'll be no one in your audience. Oh. Every time you're in public singing your stupid song, you're just going to hear booze all the time. <laughs> yeah. Every black comic on stage, they will have a joke about how shit your work is. Mm. So once people have we galvanise and collectively show that power, I think it would definitely make people uh, think 
uh, a lot more about uh, how flippantly they may undermine the culture. Like, I think if English players went to like other countries and they would get pelted by like pork pies and jellied eels <laughs> yeah. when they messed up on the pitch, people would be less inclined to throw bananas on the pitch after that. Like, you know, if every time Donald Trump was on the stage making disparaging comments about the diaspora, pictures of his wife's titties, which are freely available on Google. Oh, my God. That's not me going on the dark internet. That's dread. That's not like Pornhub. <laughs> That's just regular schmegular Google. You can find Melania Trump's Lord boobs. Mercy. And if every time someone projected a picture of his wife's boobs onto whatever podium he was talking on, people would be less inclined to make disparaging comments about who they perceive to be vulnerable or marginalised groups. But Howard, you're Ooh. Jewish. What do you think? <laughs> well, I'd like to speak on behalf of all the Jewish Every people. Every single one. <laughs> yeah, even uh, my family. No, I mean, look, I, I think we've definitely reached a point now where these conversations feel so much more legitimised yeah. than previous generations would have had, which I, I, I know you kind of said it in a slightly jokey, elements of you know, humour in it. Mm. But there is definitely a need to regulate you know what is being said and how it's being said and how people who, i suppose the thing is who gets to say it as well this is this goes back to one of our things about twitter right you know yeah. you always talk about how social media it's democratized things mm. okay on one hand that's kind of good but on the other hand i don't need to hear from everyone no i don't need yeah. to hear from yeah. everyone I don't. Not, not everyone's qualified to speak this yeah, is why democracy, hear from everyone. democracy is true democracy is why we have aristocracy in the first place that's why we have constituencies mm. and representatives from a state constituency. I'll tell you something, right? I tell you, I, 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 I've thought about not talking about this, but I'm going I'm 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 to make it nameless, the person, because I love the person. Right? And I'm going to try and work out who that person is <laughs> anyway. You, you won't know who this person is. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't talk about it. No. It, basically, the person had been to watch a football match, right? Okay. They'd been to watch Tottenham Hotspur. I'm yeah. an Arsenal fan, but I, you know, as a Jew, you often get thought of as no, you're going to, be linked to Tottenham, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and he came and was talking to me, and he said, he took his kid, primary school, you know, eight-year-old kid or whatever, and he said, oh, they were chanting Yids. Yeah. Yids Spurs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he said to me, do you think, is that a problem? To which, if I'm honest, in my head, I wanted to go, fuck you, man, for coming and asking a Jew to explain if a slur, like mm. the most famous slur mm. there is against Jews, is offensive to us or not. Like, and, and, and I think what, what and, and I thought of you, because, <laughs> I thought of you, Dave, because what I wanted to say to him was, why didn't you go and do your own fucking research? Mm. That's the bit. And I thought, God, as a Jew, these scenarios pop up quite rarely. If I'm honest with you, there's not a. That's a very specific scenario, and the mm-hmm. thing with the whole thing there is, it's not the same as a as a bunch of rappers <laughs> saying the N word. This is a place where this word is just not need. It's just not needed. Mm, it's not. No. It's not making any statement. Mm. It's not like this is a political campaign. Therefore, we're taking the word you back. I, I, I mean, in a way, <laughs> I think it's it's it's, it's, it's kind of similar because the sim- the the the, the uh, I would say that the higher uh, promotion of rap that mm. is kind of littered with N-words or derogatory black aesthetics, mm. it's probably celebrated a lot more because it's to give it legitimacy mm. in the same way that, like, I feel, uh, speaking for my community, I wasn't even aware of the level of anti-Semitism that you hear maybe in English vernacular yeah, all the time yeah. until you kind of hear these words. Or yeah, But and, in, a football, in a football ground, trying uh, to bring people who... It's not needed, but... I think I was trying to say was... I think it's to try and normalise it because people go, oh yeah, it's, 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 it's the terrorists, it's all right, it's football. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's all right, it's, you know, it's the football. Everyone's just shouting at the time. But my reason for saying this just before I pass yeah, yeah. it back was just, it's just that 
you know, that was one example, right? And I, to be honest with you, and say that's quite a rare occurrence in my life as a Jewish man to be presented to be presented with what I then realised. Yeah. Fuck me, Dane, and a number of other people I've met from the black community. Yeah. How often? must <laughs> that shit come your way so yeah. check this check to get this, that right. mafia get line them up yeah 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 and i think just to round it off it's like it's like watching somebody spill a drink on themselves and be like clean me up <laughs> yeah. yeah i think i can't help myself you know what i'm like the, pro- the problem is there's no directive where's the n-word directive who can say it when can you say it what seasons can you say it who's allowed to be offended there's no directive there's yeah. no there's no like manifesto yeah. um same with um you know regarding um tottenham Tottenham sports. I went to uh, the school I went to was like predominantly Jewish, mm. and um, you know they were part of the Yid army, mm. and it was only understanding like what the word means. I'm mm. like, okay, seen. You, you rock with this, yeah? Okay, <laughs> cool. Or do you? Or do, do, you, do you understand mm. what I mean? It's yeah. like there is no sort of some people are cool with it, some people aren't. Yeah. Some you know are offended by it. And it's for me, especially with rap and stuff like that. You've got mm. rappers up in arms about you know BLM or whatnot, but like, we you talking about in your songs? Yeah. Do you understand what I'm yeah. saying? I don't want to be in a sports shop and hearing that words yeah. thrown about freely. Like, I would say just to, in some ways to kind of complete this 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 comparison. Yeah. David Bedil, a former guest, and we love to have David back when his Shout new film David comes Bedil. out. Ciao, David Bedil came on the show. You know, and 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 he is part of what I would consider a Jewish media mafia because he has but he, taken, but he, he also has gone, yeah, he also co-wrote the new English fo- um, football anthem didn't he yeah yeah, so. yeah, yeah. but the, yeah, of course three lines, yeah, three lines but, yeah. but the thing that I was getting at there is by doing what he's done with his book I and mean, it's now a documentary because why Jews don't count and like he's done a load he did a load of stuff with football clubs around the, the whole use, use of that word okay and, and you know the stats of that work are basically like Barely anyone thinks this is okay. <laughs> so right. why is it still happening? Okay, so, it's, okay, it's, okay, so, okay. so it's a really interesting example of he is a prominent Jewish man in the media yeah. who's kind of gone, right, this is bollocks. This I'm going to do something about it. Okay. And so I think in some ways, as easy, as it's not easy to do because I would say that the, 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 the experiences in this country of the Jewish people can be collected into some kind of paradigm. But I think that mm. they exist. We talked about before. Stop calling us the black community. Communities. Yeah. It's not with one. There's not right, one community yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're talking about. But that's that's that's, that's, a, that's an interesting point about the Jewish community as well. Is that at least you know, if disparaging comments are made or flippant mm. uh, narratives are made, what you tend to find is that most of the Jewish community, if they are appalled by this or they're opposed to these people, they can all collectively be like, "We don't like people using that term." Mm-hmm. Mm. Whereas I tend to find a lot of the time, and one of the reasons why it might be harder for a black media mafia to thrive mm. is because. Uh, normally along lines, even though people will act as if these lines are based on politics and ideology, they're normally along capitalist lines where mm. people are like, yeah, but he's making money though. So if mm. it looks like he's selling out, it's all right because he's rich in it and like, man's got to get That's to the bank. And that yeah. and justification. And then, mm. uh, but then, and so you get this divide which happens along either bipartisan political lines where some people who are more conservative just don't want to entertain anything and then they might be opposed to something just because it, you know, is coming from a member of the black LGBT plus community and so people aren't able to understand that and then you have a divide along the line where people feel if it does, uh, if someone's actions precipitate in financial reward or capital gain, then it's excusable. And yeah. for me, it's like, well, there's a number of things that you can monetize. Doesn't mean it's okay when people are like, well, a rapper said this or a rapper's glorifying this. And that's a, like, but you know, he's making money. I'm like, child trafficking makes money. He doesn't make it okay. 
Yeah. So yeah, I think that's right. one of the problems as well is that you can always uh, the problem is that there are even though it it looks like it's uh, we're reduced to this black community. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of the stakeholders that may exist outside of this mon- this pseudo monolith that doesn't even exist, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and there are stakeholders around these mon- around these things that make us appear like we're a monolith so that what is okay for maybe a very small infinitesimal percentage of black people is spread across the whole thing and we have to all kind of normalise that and Mm. that's the problem I think Mm. okay good point I think we've done a pretty good job of answering that question and it was a hell of a question right it is and maybe one day when the black media mafia takes off I'll be a capo in that family shit (laughs) one day day. stay tuned listeners we'll be back after this Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome back to the show. Uh, my question is going to be completely different, if that's okay. Talk to us, Howard. Um, because I, 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 you're, I instantly respect you as you walked in because of your, you know, very clean clothes, uh, which I couldn't do. Thank you. Um, and special occasion. Uh, obviously, Dane, you know I respect you. So, um, uh, despite mine, <laughs> <laughs> despite how you dress, Dane, I respect you. <laughs> Thanks, Howard. Uh, Thank you very yeah, much. I really, really set that one yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, well, it was good to do the show for 180 episodes. Say that for your best man's speech, Howard. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm all right. I'm nice. But I was basically going to say that um, uh, I'll do a little introduction to it because, you know, basically I was thinking about how, um, you know, you've got those. I've got, I've got bins, yeah. you know, out of my house, right? Mm-hmm. How many? I've got, so I've got the, the, the grey bin. Yeah. Which is the recycling. Food recycling is the grey bin. No, no, the grey bin is the big one with know. the recycling. Oh. Then I've got a, a, a purple bin, which is the, the bags of rubbish. I've got a brown bin, which is the... So purple's general waste. Purple's general waste. Okay. Brown bin's the... Um, you see my face? <laughs> yeah, no, he's really into this. <laughs> brown bin is the, all the stuff from the garden. Okay, yeah, yeah. Right? right, And then I've got the little brown bin, which is your rec- food recycling. Uh, yes. That food recycling is a fucker, right? And it's a, my wife bought another thing that we keep in the house for the food recycling, which I then take that and put it into so i mean there's quite a lot what i'm telling you here is deliberately really fucking boring i want to tell you this is deliberate because my question is right what does it mean to be boring because right? i think about <laughs> i think about that scenario with those bins way more than i need to and sometimes i'm filling up my recycling bin and i'm like I'm not sure I'm going to make it. This is there's going to be a lot of recycling this week, and you know what? I might be in trouble here. You've been there, right, Damien? You're like, thank goodness, thank goodness for these Amazon boxes that I can fill with my rubbish and keep the recycling there. Little handy tip for you at home. There is that a tip? What? what? I have to, I have to, you have to break them the boxes down, otherwise. Because no, 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 if you don't break them down, when you put your bin out, you can put the 
cardboard box next to it with rubbish in it, and they can take that. Oh, will recycling. they take the bin? Will they take the rubbish if yeah, it's outside yeah, yeah, of the bin? Yeah. Next to the bin. What borough is this? But yeah, yeah, exactly. Really what borough is this? Like, Howard, you, you, didn't give that, you didn't give that caveat, Howard. <laughs> He's got four bins. Uh, on out, yeah. Yeah. To me, it sounds royal. <laughs> Listen, is there a crown on the front of the bin, Howard? Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm out of London, as we know. There you go. Um, okay. Promise lens. Yeah. But the, 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 the it's, boor- it's boring, <laughs> right? It's boring, right? But I mean, to me, it's interesting because I obviously have to deal with these bins. I think it's the amount of conflict that it could potentially cause. So mm. you don't want to be thinking about bins. No, you don't want not. to. But the potential fallout, mm. i.e., refuse getting left outside, getting it in the ear from the misses, it then you know raises it. You know, I respect you for trying to, to tolerate this conversation because it's very boring. <laughs> but I'm the same about like DJ stuff and like yeah. files and you know broad. Uh, we call it bandwidth and things like that. And yeah. it's like I don't yeah. really want to be thinking about this, but it's a part of what I do. But so. me and my wife have a thing where if one of us is talking to each other and it turns out to be quite boring, she'll call me Gerald to let me know. Oh snap! So and then and then when she's doing something boring, I'll be like, "That's really interesting, Margaret." And then she knows I'm going, "You're fucking boring me <laughs> with this shit, right?" <laughs> Do you do this in public with each other? We no one else would really know because it's just obviously a little code. It's a very nice passive-aggressive way of yeah, communicating with your partner. I'm saying, yeah. I'm saying you're fucking boring. <laughs> what, but is it that bad a thing to be boring? I don't know. We're all boring, are we? I mean, we're all boring in one way or another. So boring is a very hard thing to define. I think. Mm. I just. I think if you. Uh, for most people, I think most people obviously have an area of interest. That's how they form algorithms. When you uh, open up a social media account, they ask you what your interests are, right. so they can start yeah. designing an algorithm of fitness. what interests you and what and fitness fitness be one of them. Cheers, Not yeah. me, Bev. <laughs> <laughs> Not I want me. to see fitness. <laughs> Not, but um, I, I think that part of the reason this uh, what we describe as boring is due to occupational hierarchy mm. that there are some jobs that we normally attribute to being more exciting than others and so when people mm. use the vernacular from those jobs or people um, talk about them yeah. it's more exciting because I used to work in sales which is like basically service industry like most people working at a desk work in yeah. the office yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. now for me one of the phrases that used to I found so boring and pissed me off was end of play Mm. Oh, see. I hate that term end of play we're not playing we're at work we couldn't be firm from play if we fucking tried don't try and make this exciting in this fucking oh, office yeah, yeah. I agree with you used to really set me off yeah. like, I agree with you but I will need that by the end of play yeah so, alright you can have that shit <laughs> by the end of play you think I'm playing yeah. Yeah. it's like an acknowledgement that this is actually boring and yeah. very tired. that's what I mean it's like, we're yeah. going to zhuzh it up we're going to zhuzh it up yeah. and continue and, uh, that's but the worst, I think there's yeah. a number of terms that for me they're almost like they're definitely like verbal cues Mm. That I know are created to stave off boredom. We really need to think out of the box get bored. on this. We need to yeah. think out of the box well, on this. Well, let's start with some blue sky thinking, and yeah, I'm just like, yeah, yeah. oh, shut up! You uh, know, you have to say mind shower now in offices. Mind shower. I think What's a mind shower. A mind shower is was the is the new name for a brainstorm because brainstorm used to. Um, yeah, it, no, because pe- people are neurodivergent. Apparently, if you're neurodivergent and this brainstorming is kind of mm. derogatory towards you. So that's why it's supposed to be called a mind shower now. But then again, I feel like if I was neurodivergent and people were like, we'll have a little mind shower, I'd be like, what, well, I need to wash my brain, do I? Yeah. So the demons are going to filth it up even more. <laughs> I don't know. So I just think that there's, people will be interested by different types of jobs. And some jobs, they mm. people lend. It's <laughs> lent to, it's, it's lent to like um, make it sound much more exciting. Because like you said, working in, in as a DJ, working yeah. as a host. People those think t- we're really interested. They're interesting, but comedy is so... Uh, the initial stages of comedy was like, oh, it must be fun laughing on stage. Oh my God. It couldn't be more boring. Right. Because not everyone is funny. And when I started doing comedy, 
I have to sit down mm -hmm. for a whole night yeah. and listen to everyone's anecdotes, mm. no matter how funny they are or are not. Bringers. Yeah. Bringers, yeah. yeah. All the bringers, and they bring a friend, and you look listen to basically the life story of about 15 people on average doing five minutes each. <laughs> and I can say for free, the way the stats, like football stats are pretty bad. Comedy stats aren't much better. For every 20 people that become comedians, maybe two of them will go on to do comedy maybe one of those two may go on to have a consistently professional career yeah. i've got i've got the stats from when i fucked around and you know I, I did it for a, you know a couple of years just purely because i wanted to see if i could and mm -hmm. i could so i kept doing it i did some decent gigs like top secret and backyard a few good places and stuff and and i would go to those gigs and because I'm, I'm a producer i was like well it's a good way to find talent right mm -hmm. i found <laughs> two people no actually no, no, no it's not, not. <laughs> i tell you what Let's say I did a hundred. I think I did one hundred and fifty gigs right in the end, and I mean it's one hundred and thirty of them. The kind of gigs you're talking about, and so let's say there's one hundred and thirty times at least fifteen. So that's like we're talking like you know well over two hundred people. No, two thousand people. Two thousand people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> two thousand people. I found three. I can tell you exactly Darn who they were. Gosh. They're called uh, Estaminito, uh, Will Robbins, hey, hey. and uh, Fatia El Guria. The three people yeah, that I go. met. Now, no offense to everyone else. If, you, if I know you, I offense to you. So can I tell you <laughs> something? Right? Obviously, yeah. people think DJ glitteringly. Yeah, yes. you're exciting, guy. exciting. Hell take, no. Take I'm, this, take this, and bust this for me as well. By the way, fam, the CD. Take the CD and bust Listen, it for me, bro. I am. I'm not a DJ. I'm a database manager. <laughs> I have to sit down, scrolling through gigs yeah, of yeah, songs, yeah. remixes, setting cue points. Making sure my computer's updated. Playlists. Radio, playlists radio, radio, radio edits. Radio edits. You must fucking hate music. Hey, listen, listen. Like, you can hear by the tone of my voice right mm. now. So, boring. That, that's, it's boring. Mm. I'm not going to lie. It's mm. boring. I don't appreciate having to commit that amount of time to have a, play some loud music. Yeah. But it's what's necessary. I can mm. see why you're so interested in my bins. <laughs> Right, <laughs> and I don't mind. I'm bo if I'm boring, I'm boring. Darn it, gosh. The, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And also, you know what? I just feel like sometimes these less glamorous aspects of life or mm. admin they're necessary for you to enjoy the other aspects of life, which are a little bit more whimsical. It's a very good Six point. Stars. Yeah. I think that's a key element because <laughs> I think that what is someone else? What is someone's boring? Is someone else's? Ah, oh, I feel like I'm in charge of something in my life. And I'll give you another example. Look. If you come to my house, Dave, you walk around any time you want. I can tell you one thing. You're fine for mouthwash. In my house. Okay. I am loaded. I, I you know, all I can... The, all, the, all, the, all the top ones. I've got your loads go of mouthwash. And, and we need to go to and why you have so many. I have so many mouthwashes because basically what I didn't realise when I kept buying it, I didn't use it very quickly. So I have a very large selection of mouthwash. And obviously I'm just going bottle by bottle. I'm not like pick a mix in every week <laughs> you know got like five different you're bottles open what do I fancy tonight yeah. <laughs> your blender yeah, have you got a special like, blender yeah, exactly yeah. <laughs> yeah what can I what can I do you yeah shake them up no yeah. but, but you know but like I'm good for mouthwash for a long time you know and it's boring I'm boring but you know what I don't have to worry about mouthwash now guys you can come and smell my breath anytime you like there we go but like another man's so, boring so, so there <laughs> <laughs> no but it's is it you can have, as I'm going oh good look all these mouthwash I've got I'm like God, I'm really boring but I don't really care. I don't know. See, I don't think that stuff like that is necessarily boring. I think mm, it is oh, for my wife. I know there was a, 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 com a comedian um, had a show, uh, which is called Ikigai, which is a, J a Japanese term for 
purpose. Okay. And I think, again, going back to what I was saying before about uh, purpose, I think everyone has a purpose and there's an interdependence between everyone. So what the stuff we might find boring or want to mm. overlook, yeah. there is always going to be someone that researches that and they might have an interest in it. And I think the thing we need to observe is an egalitarian state where they can, people that are interested in the stuff like that do study it. Because ornithology to me seems kind of boring. Mm. But study of birds, yeah, love that shit. I, lo- I love, I love, the study of birds, but I wouldn't go <laughs> bird watching. Mm. But in order for ornithology to, but in order for, but in order for, but in order for ornithology to be something that I can read and I'm interested in that, or I'm very interested in like zoology and just the ta- classification of um, species, genuses and all, yeah, that shit. Gen- yeah, yeah, all that yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah. all that. All I love that stuff. Yeah, someone had to do that, and it, that would have been very long and arduous for for me to do, but for them to do it, I appreciate that. Ah, so I, for me, like boring. I, I'm sure I've been situations where I've been very bored and I definitely have some undiagnosed ADHD mm. okay. but at the same time I think comedy was very helpful in teaching me the patience of listening to other people because there were probably people in comedy who to hear them speak on a very superficial level I'd be like how boring but to hear how their minds worked and what's helped to formulate their outlook on the world and their life experiences yeah. I've been like actually that is interesting and I can probably find some mutuality in that and I just think there's a lot what people consider boring Mm. I just think you know there's a number of different factors that people take into account because there's a lot of Instagram models whose captions do not I can't remember them yeah. if you put a gun to my head to tell mm. me what they said Save I'll remember yeah. and probably what they had to say was quite boring too mm-hmm. but aesthetically they were able to like distract me from how da, 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 they were saying yeah exactly yeah. but a lot of the time um, I've always thought I'm quite an easily bored person as well so I'm not yeah. even sure if it, I was always wondering if a podcast was for me to do but here we still are. Yeah, here we still, here we still <laughs> are. All these uh, hours well, later. I hope the listeners didn't find that question boring. Uh, if you do find me boring, good luck to you. Ask, ask if you do find Howard boring. Please do send in the question, and we'll find out <laughs> what aspects of you think uh, Howard's boredom offends you the most, and then we can start to, to uh, reverse engineer that. I mean, you do I- realize in the comments, all they're going to be talking about is what, what, what's the mouthwash, what's the top yeah, mouthwash. Well, you know don't, don't give away. Yeah, sure. And also, the mouthwash companies, if you want to be included alongside <laughs> how is the mouthwash sommelier? That, that the mouthwash sommelier, because really, you try <laughs> the mouthwash works like wine as well. You kind of gurgle it, but you spit it out, just like you do with normal wine tasting. Yes. Well, something so, for us to look forward to. I haven't even done. We'll save this for another time, but I haven't even done the whole. Uh, uh, you know what's in my freezer uh, thing, but uh, oh, <laughs> save for your own, save for your OnlyFans, Howard. Honestly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Save for your OnlyFans, Howard. What's uh, in my freezer? Uh, my my wife's still furious that I won't organise the freezer how she wants. I think I told you this before. But that she, yeah. she wanted to put like meat in one vegetables. Yeah, you know, ice cream, and I was like, no, 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 don't. I don't want meat supposed to be at the bottom. She does. I don't want to. Mi- I want to. I want to mix stuff up because if I've got room for things that aren't, you know, and I bet you said you said some, yeah. hus- you said some husband you. shit like, well, you. it's all mm. frozen, yeah. and then she was like, fuck you, buddy. Do you know what she didn't? Do you know what she did? <laughs> she put uh, post-it notes on each layer of the freezer yeah. and just put anything on each post-it note so it could just be anything so she was mocking me oh, uh, with oh. That, those post-its you were like nice post-its Margaret thanks yeah, Maggie yeah, good, luck with that. <laughs> good work Maggie um, so Dane uh, this has been a good episode isn't it over to you mate final no, question be yeah. no d- where are you going it would be no doubt obviously yeah, uh, me and AJ have been uh, long friends in the game mm, uh, co-creatives mm. in this uh, struggle for greatness um, and basically my question is, very simply comes from my previous recording of DBQs where I was speaking about uh the actions of he who should must not be named. Uh, yeah, we're not naming him. We can't speak name was uh, Kanye West. Um, Just and, yay, isn't it now? I think. Uh, or, or yay, uh, formerly Jesus. Um, <sighs> and 
my friend AJ here posited a very interesting uh, perspective. Yeah. Um, which basically maybe changed my initial uh, blanket condemnation of his actions. Okay. Which I think is enough for people to be like, what did this fucking the guy fuck say, did he say AJ? about right. yay? Fucking well, um, But <laughs> I, I, I want to frame the question. Um, just to, to allow AJ to elaborate on the very, uh, very interesting and the very solid points that he made. Mm. So I guess my question is, AJ, in terms of like uh, someone like a creative like Kanye, mm. do you think a more of a, um, I guess maybe a, a black uh, taste, a uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The collective black palette. Yeah. Maybe I'm looking at that. Or, mm-hmm. or the court of public opinion, particularly for the black community. Mm-hmm. Do you think that can impede the creative potential of black creatives because of maybe standards they feel like we have to adhere to? So when you know, so know you when you say it. So in regards to the first question you said about like, do we need someone to be able to kind of officiate over how black creativity kind of exists and yeah. works? I guess I should rephrase it. Can that be a bad <laughs> thing? Can that be a bad thing if we, if there is a uh, a, bl- a black uh, officiator or black policing of black creativity? Can that sometimes okay. be a bad thing okay. for black creativity? Okay. And so, um, so I think. What we all need to remember and what's really, really important is that when it comes to creative expression slash art, mm. it is exactly that. Mm. Whether it's a dress that you like, whether it is a song lyric you don't agree with, whether it is a painting that you're like, what the fuck is that? Mm. It is art and it is created and present to elicit a response. And yes, in the grander scheme, it can be offensive and um hurtful or inspiring but i think we give too much power to said creators mm. and have the incorrect expectation of them um when we expect more when we expect something else from them said individual yeah. has always been that guy yes yeah, true always been the guy who you're going to put him on tv he's going to say George Bush don't care about black he people. He don't care about black people. Yeah. And then he's going to he, say something about Obama when Obama says he's a jackass. Like, like okay, cool. Like, he's not a political commentator. commentator. I don't know what mm. his qualifications are in that. Mm. I don't know whether he cares about white people, black people. I don't know. I know he makes trainers that people really like. Mm. He makes some sick rhythms, mm. groundbreaking concerts and stuff, has beef from time to time, pops off on the internet. But if I'm to take that person to be more than just an artist yeah. and take it fully, fully seriously and be queuing outside and getting, um, you know, caught up in mania as opposed to this is art, let it stay as art. Mm. Then, then I think, I can't remember what I was making, but yeah, I think it is, we all need to remember that these people who we herald and elevate to these positions. We come back to that, we are, we are trying to contextualise the political subtext when really the art is what should exist first. Yeah, and yeah. it's like, uh, he's obviously not someone you can rely on to have one opinion. Like, yeah. clearly. Yeah. That, that, or that, one interest. Yeah, yeah. You know, one, one opinion, and don't, yeah. you know, but of course, if you say some wild, reckless, rude shit, mm. suffer the consequences. Yeah. Do you understand what I mean? And the point that we were that we were discussing, it's like, ultimately, I, I was thinking in my head, I was like, really and truly, yeah. I can't remember what fashion week it was. Was it Milan Fashion yeah, Week? Yeah, I think it was. It, was it Paris? Paris or whatever. Paris, yeah. 
I'd be price. I'd be utterly upset if I was a major fashion house. I poured mm. hundreds of thousands of pounds into making my catwalk show and whatnot, and all everyone's talking about is a fucking t-shirt yeah. from some dude who's which regularly could, which could riling pretty, up. We could have been pretty like like glunk, glunk. <laughs> And yeah. do you understand what I mean? Yeah, I do, and I do. The morbid like awesomeness of it. It's mm. like that in itself is kind of like is this art then? Is this if mm. is is this a new like way of is outrage art is mm. is is could is you know sort of winding people up outside of your remit a triumph yeah. almost do you understand what i mean yeah, or yeah. a failure mm. or do, do you understand what i'm because, saying because to you? It, because i guess it's it's if like you said if we're going back to the endeavor of artistic expression whether it's to be a uh, evocative or provocative or to stimulate discussion or to draw attention on yourself if those are irrespective of whatever people's subjective reactions are, if those are the endeavours of art, have has he not been a successful artist in that respect? And if he is a successful artist, then whatever his politics are, are we not free to determine whether or not we engage in that or not, rather than trying to put uh, him in put him in a box which of of what we consider to be palatable yeah i mean and yes and it's it's difficult because when someone's super super successful mm. you garner a lot of attention and you also garner lots of opportunities as mm. well so you can be in the white house sitting with who the fuck you want or you can be at google you know doing what do, doing whatever you're doing so it muddies the lines mm. a lot when you transcend your sort of what what you're known for whether that's yeah. rap or whatever and if you look at what the man has done yeah. across fashion across career, music well. across his career like he's ticked some major fucking boxes yeah. and he's also ticked a lot of people off as well so it's like we can see all of that it's up to us as consumers mm. to decide how important are your comments regarding X to the grander political scheme or to the grander rap scheme or to the grander fashion scheme but mm. then again we live in a shop we live in uh, 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 everything is is commercialized. Kind of a, it's like a, it's always an ongoing dynamic exhibit. I feel like yeah, the, the and is uh, Banks, Banks said something. I heard Banks say yeah. something where like when people asked him about his uh, propensity to like do graffiti and stuff like that, and people were, like, accused him of defacing like mm. uh, walls and all this other stuff, and he was saying his reply was, "No one asked this of corporate of corporatism. Like corporatism can force stuff upon you yeah. without your permission. So, for example, as a young woman." you are bombarded with or forced to confront an aesthetic of an unattainable body image without your permission in the first place. Right. And I think that's for a lot of us, like where corporate is concerned, you don't necessarily identify particular flaws until a corporate nod tells you to do so. Because I would say like, I never even heard the word cellulite until 2002. Right. Okay. But no one, no one ever spoke about that stuff mm. in, the, in the end of the 20th century. And then it existed in the same way. I never heard the term cankle before until... This whole new nomenclature to for for women to malign their own bodies, bully for like. it. People can get surgery now. They for can, it. yeah. People exactly. can, and it's like this is just commercialism. Like shut the fuck up. And mm. with regards to like Banksy, what is really interesting with that is fundamentally it's street art. You put something on a wall. Um, it, if you're talking about street art world, a graffiti artist should come can literally come over that, paint yeah. paint over, That's toy a good point. it, yeah, yeah. do do whatever. Why yeah. is it all of a sudden now that plastic? things are being put over his pieces or mm. whatever it's and it's not him making that distinction no, no. it's everybody else mm. sort of you know deciding you are the chosen one you are not we do, do you understand what i yeah, mean yeah, yeah. so it's i think we just all before we before we sort of chastise someone before we even big them up we need to fucking recognize like what is our point of entry and 
acknowledgement into this. Do you want to be upset by what the man said? Cool. Be upset by what he said, but then recognise he's not a fucking politician and he does not care. He doesn't care. Yeah, yeah. well, that's sure. true. He, he, he's not limited to a social responsibility. Yeah, he's not. Which I, which I understand as well. And I definitely take on board the fact that... And I think maybe that's why I probably take umbrage a lot more is that I'm more aware of the culture of idolatry and people pedestalising uh, people in the media mm-hmm. and then using their ideas to determine how they're going to interact with people who maybe share the same mistake. So for me, it's like, I'm not like someone's got to do something about Kanye saying white lives matter. It's because people are like, like you said, as black people, there are very few positions of power or spaces that we're in where we have um, executive positions in controlling how our community is perceived and how it functions as mm-hmm. a as an ent- a living entity. And because of that, it's like Kanye is somebody who through, you know, being visibly present alongside presidents, through having a lot of uh, monetary success, he probably has a lot more uh, say than a black politician, somebody like Cynthia McKinney or Maxine Waters. Or say or influence. Say or like... I'd say more influence. If, that- is it in- what, what is it when when audience he's just got a bigger captive more, yeah, more resp- cool, yeah. Um, vocal audience yeah maybe and the, and the thing is that because of that um, that and, and culturally we all I think a lot of people already tend to value and idolise this more than they would pay attention to the uh, mechanics of their political systems mm, yeah, yeah, and yeah, so that can be the problem for me as well where it's like it's not for me how I feel personally it's because I know people will look at that and be like he's rich so he must be right because within a capitalist society as well, a lot of the yeah, time, yeah, yeah, if your that's expression your, that's your and kudos, yeah. if your action, your expressions does culminate in you having financial success, mm. people listen to you. Whereas if you were to compare the art of, say, or to, if we were to discuss black fine artists and, and in terms of who's the best, like Jean Michael Basquiat, I don't know his net wealth or how rich he was when he died. I know posthumously, like obviously his paintings are sold for an amazing amount, but never during the t- or in any conversation when you discuss his work and his contribution to art do we discuss his wealth that he accrued as a result of it when people talk about Langston Hughes and his poetry no one's like no one's rich off the back of them poems you know yeah. like even Prince like Prince obviously would have done very well like financially and stuff as well but that for me is not the part of his uh, body of work that endures like, I, I, I'm sure that even now the estate of Bob Marley mm. is massively valuable even down to like the merch that like Adidas come out with with his image on, on it mm. but even when he was alive he made it a point of principle to not quantify his the validity worth. of his message and his worth by, based, based on his money yeah, yeah 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 the thing is that there's people I think what you've got at is a really interesting thing which is that you know you, you, you with comedians it works really well because with Chappelle mm. you know look he's going to fuck some people off with his art right but it is his art and his art is in, enveloped into his work like it is a it is very difficult to detach those two things right you, what he says on stage and what he says as a per- I, I think that's a quite a good example of what you're getting at. Whereas, with, to me, with Kanye, now, at the point we're at, because we recorded an episode the other week ah. before he went on Tucker Carlson, okay, uh, which yeah. is, you know, the biggest, you know, extreme right-wing talk show in the world. I didn't see that. And, you know, he's on there for two hours talking yeah. to, I would consider one of the most disgusting people on the planet. In right. the and this, you got to, don't know anything about Tucker Carlson, go and look him up, folks. Okay. It's like... A despicable human being. Do you like actively pursuing sixteen-year-old girls? Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tucker's fine with that shit. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so the, the 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 thing I was going to say about watching it because I watched a good hour of it. Mm. Kanye West is not well. Mm. Like I don't. I'm not making any like kind of as in like. I, that I read mo- that he got diagnosed with bipolar. Yeah, yeah. He, he's 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 
he's definitely an unwell guy. You can watch him talk on that show and you're like, I wouldn't, I would, I would do that interview and I'd be like, I think we're exploiting this guy because he's not well enough to be here. He should be mm. receiving treatment, being looked after. Mm. But the, bit, the unfortunate fact will remain now. He went on the fucking most right-wing, you know, nauseating chat show. And then day afterwards, he says he's going to go DEFCON 3 on all Jewish people. Gotcha. So it's like, well, that's political. Yeah. Like if you're, you know, for example, Dane can say what he wants. Dane's a comedian, a social commentator, fine, but that's Dane's job Dane says I'm going to run for the government and I'm going on all of these shows to try and get into position of power which, kind of then has, what, which he has also done this is what I mean then Dane I will take you to see in a different level I will yeah. take Dane what Dane says on a different level because now you're trying to change I don't know, Howard does want me to get into, into I politics I think it will be interesting subplot for this show at some point <laughs> <laughs> get but the, the views but the, but, the, but the idea that Kanye can separate himself from what he's created and what he's created is a political figure now Unfortunately, he's made his bed. He's going to have to lie in it, and he gets treated exactly the same way as I treat fucking all those politicians. Yeah. If you're going to go out and be in that place, you're going to sit on Fox News for two hours, help their ratings. Good luck, fucking. You go and do your thing, then. Yeah, but I, I don't care how fucking good Jesus Walks is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't care how good college dropout was. I'm not bothered. Yeah, I'm not bothered. That is a completely different mm. thing. Like I can, I can. You know, it's like. I grew up on Woody Allen films, right? Okay. Woody Allen looks like he may turn out to be a sex criminal, right? And that's really fucking upsetting. But I will probably, in some cases, be able to detach that crime <laughs> yeah. from the work, like with a number of famous people. This crime mm. is the crime of fucking belligerent ignorance and use of your power with no respect for the consequences. Yeah. Mm. Um, I'm out. But, but can yeah. I say something? Of course, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. Has that ever been different from what Kanye's done whether it's on stage of Taylor that's, Swift that's, whether that's it was like I said but even even um, like because someone said this to me before about like the whole Trump thing is that like every president since he's kind of come into the game from Bush to Obama he has tried to associate his name with president so oh, when you, so if you look oh. through so it's in, in a way, almost in a way where it's like even the fact that he likens his ex-wife Kim Kardashian to Marilyn Monroe and obviously her relationship with the Kennedys and stuff like that as well is that he's almost like he's almost endeavoured and and, I, and that's the thing for me is that like I I think about what he's done he, isn't that what he's always done and on Howard's point as well is I started to think cause, especially because what you said to me I, I thought it was, it was it was such a smart point as well because AJ had said to me I don't know if you recall is that you're like Dane how many fashion houses do you know that create aesthetics that are either insens- culturally insensitive or offensive to black people and no one says anything. Yeah. How many people have openly uh, maligned black people paying money for their apparel mm. and people have gone on to still uh, enrich these people? Mm-hmm. Um, so then I started thinking more even about like stars and I'm like, Sammy Davis Jr. met with Richard Nixon. Hmm. I, right. remember, I remember that happening as well. And like Richard Nixon, and we know now know, like openly created laws specifically to marginalized black people like the whole drug war war on drugs was started by richard nixon and you know he actively met with him i think there was jim brown mm. who was like again another almost jim brown must have been like the lebron of his day right if okay. that and um he had met with uh, uh nixon as well but I, I think it was something very similar to like you know an ice cube was supposed to meet with trump and discuss like p- the potential of housing for african-americans 
Okay, but when it because I think they suggested a fund for it when it got closer to the election. Okay, and so he like held him to task and stuff like that as well. And um, then I thought about Michael Jackson, where obviously Michael Jackson, as well as being just a pop icon in general, was a massive black icon from the sixties up until the eighties. But when the eighties came and we saw this resurgence of capitalism. Obviously, Michael Jackson was bleaching his skin and relaxing his mm. hair. Mm, 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 and, you know, some people could argue that is, a, is, a, is an, a massive demonstration of anti-blackness, that you are actually trying to change your outward black appearance. And then there was the whole thing, you no, know, his kids, and everyone's like, that's not your kid, man. Your kids, bro. They're, they're, not, they're not your kids. I mean, they're not your blood children. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Up until now, I ain't seen Paris or Blanket Moonwalk mm. or Prince. <laughs> but but, yeah. but the, the, the night is young. But the point is that, like, it's... I think for I think for me it's uh I, I've, the reason I've tried to find that equivalence is that I am not sure if it's really a part of the meandering uh, road of creativity and trying to of creative discovery yeah or is it that and this is probably the point I'd say is that like is there just a natural is it just a natural occurrence where in order for a black male and a creative especially operating in America mm-hmm. to thrive there's always going to be this point of either compromising or diluting what you perceive your blackness to be in order mm. to be successful. Well, this is not the first time we've talked about this man, and it won't be the last. Uh, well, that, well, that's a good point, Howard, is that I think the thing that Kanye fears the most is people that stop talking about him. Yeah, it's that's, never going to happen. He's out here completing missions, doing what the fuck he wants to and do. He'll do. And he'll do what it takes. Because even when we talk about his exploits... Is this, is this just a part of what has to be a natural escalation? Because if you just come into the game saying the president don't care about black people, yeah. to continue to build on that, you got to do wild shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, 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 his marketing budget is zero. Just think about that. Yeah. Yeah? Just, yeah, think, just think about that. That's and true. at any cost, like, he's doing what he's going to do. So. It's been a good episode, Dave. Naturally, it's been a great episode, Ooh. AJ. Thank you very much, brother. Good to see you. Gentlemen, thank you so much for having me. Howard. Pleasure. Been talk. No need to thank us. Um, uh, we are grateful, um, but I imagine our listeners would be uh, angered if we don't let them know where they can find out about your good works, past, present, and future. While you're on, AJ, where can people see you, hear you, and feel you? Don't be angered, listeners. I'm here. Yeah. You can find me on Instagram, King AJ King. Twitter, it's AJ King. And on Kishtory, doing a breakfast show every single weekend from night. Sensational. And uh, any, any of your uh, meticulously made playlists that you'd recommend on Spotify? Um, do you know what? Um, I've got some mixes coming out very, very soon. So, yeah, they'll be on SoundCloud. Yeah. Send them through to me, please, brother. Standard Cuzzy. Um, also, mm-hmm. yeah, let's continue this conversation, man. Like, I, I, I like this. This is Black Media Mafia thing, man. Let's, let's, let's get it. It's a thing. I think I'm thinking of ex-guests who can help yeah. join. Who <laughs> can make mafias. this a thing. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's going to work like the real mafia, Howard, in that, you know, there's going to be a, a Jewish arm of executive to do executive actions. So, you know, it's all good. Collaborations. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for doing the show, man. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. You've been listening to Dane Baptiste Questions Everything, hosted by Dane Baptiste and myself, Howard Cohen. For more from Dane and myself, make sure you follow us on Instagram at Dane Snaptiste and at the Howard Cohen. Please don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. If you have a question for Dane, make sure you send us a DM on Instagram at DBQE Podcast and we could feature you in our next episode. Thanks for listening, guys. And remember, question everything. Insanity Group. 
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.